we're faced in today's gospel with another challenging message from Jesus about life and death, about heaven and hell. And Jesus gives this parable, Jesus gives this story because he's very clear about what really matters in this life. He shows us the difference between this rich man and Lazarus, this poor man. This rich man who was clothed in very fine clothing and who loved to party and loved to feast every single day. And then this poor man, Lazarus. Lazarus was so poor that he literally sat at this rich man's gate and this rich man had to pass him every single day. Imagine if you had a poor person literally sitting on your front steps and every single day to get into your house, you had to walk over this poor person while in your house, you are feasting, you are partying, you are having the time of your life and you have no care for this poor man. What Jesus is trying to show is how riches and loving our riches and being attached to our riches will lead us nowhere but hell. He's very clear about that in this gospel. Even Jesus Christ himself was offered all the riches of the world. Before he went out into the world to preach and to minister, Jesus went into the desert for 40 days and 40 nights, and he was tempted by the devil three times. And the last time he was tempted by the devil, the devil said to him, fall down and worship me right now. The devil said this to Jesus. He said, fall down and worship me right now. And if you worship me, I will give you the entire world. What's happening in our lives? Right? We can get the entire world. We can receive the entire world. We can be the most successful people, the richest people, the most powerful people. But if we have the world, but we don't have Jesus, then we have nothing. That's the truth. And the question that I want us to focus on today is when will we be satisfied? When is it just enough? Because what's happening today is we're just seeking more and more and more and more. That's what's happening. And we're never satisfied. And we're literally ruining our children because we're teaching our children to never be satisfied. We're teaching our children that what they have is not enough. And that they need more and more and more. I mean, just look at our children today. When I look at kids who wear $1,000 shoes, I would be caught dead if I wore $1,000 shoes. The best place I went to as a kid was Payless, right? I literally know kids today who eat nothing but filet and lobster. Filet and lobster. I didn't know what filet and lobster was. I only knew what Raza and Marata was, right? When we were kids. You know, it's, it's sad to see what's happening to kids today. And we think that, we think that we're doing nothing by, by just giving this 10-year-old Prada shoes or giving this 15-year-old a Chanel purse. We think it's not affecting them, but in reality, it is. That is affecting our children more than we know. And we are starting to see the effects of that. Do you know that today, in schools, Chaldean kids are the worst kids in schools. They don't respect their teachers, they don't listen to their teachers, so much that 
When we visit schools, especially public schools, when we visit public schools, the principals are so happy when a priest walks in because he thinks Jesus is about to walk in and heal these kids. That doesn't happen, okay? But he gets so happy seeing a priest walk into the school because that's how bad Chaldean kids are. That's how much we've spoiled our kids. That's how much we are ruining our kids today. And we think that these gifts and these material things aren't doing anything, but they're affecting them. The most recent thing that I've seen how we are affecting our kids is this summer. Many of you are familiar, we have a a camp in in Brighton, Michigan, Our Lady of the Fields. And this year, for the first time, we had this amazing, amazing group of missionaries from Ohio. They're called Damascus Missionaries. And so they rented, they leased out our camp for eight weeks. And their main mission is to provide a summer camp for kids, to allow a beautiful experience for them to meet Jesus, encounter Jesus, to pray, to have fun together. And so they opened two weeks specifically for Chaldean kids. Chaldeans couldn't fill it up, so they opened it up to everybody else. But each week there were maybe about 30, 40 Chaldean kids that were there. What was so sad was Chaldean kids were calling their parents and telling them they wanted to leave. Parents literally had to come and pick up their Chaldean kids because they couldn't sleep in a bunk bed, they couldn't shower in well water, and they couldn't handle camp food. Okay? If I were a father and my son called me and said, Dad, please come pick me up. I can't handle this. I would say, I'm going to come, bring you another bag because you're staying another week. That's what I would say to my son. But today, Chaldean parents are too soft, and we're teaching our kids to be too soft, and we're spoiling our kids, and we're giving in to their desires and to their wants, and we're not teaching them what sacrifice, what love, what it means to just be satisfied. What it means that this is just enough, and to just be thankful for what we have. We are ruining our children. My brothers and sisters... When God created us, when God created us, He created us to constantly want and need Him. He is the Creator. We did not create ourselves. So that means, in my heart, I have a hole in my heart. I have a hole in my heart that only God can fill. I don't know if you've ever seen kids play with these little puzzles and little games, right? Where you have to fit a certain block or a certain shape into that shape, into that little space. Or fit that letter into that space. In our hearts, we have a space that can only be filled by God. But the issue is, we are filling that space with everything else but God. We're filling that space with everything else but Him. Now, if I'm trying to force something into my heart that is not Jesus, that is not holy, that is not God, I am tearing myself apart. I will be broken and I will be miserable because that thing does not fit there. And what are those things that we are trying to fill ourselves with? Porn? Sex? Alcohol, drugs, money, success, power, even our careers. Constantly looking for that next position, that next you know, promotion. I'm filling that heart with those things because I think those things are going to make me happy, but they don't. 
When I try to fill my heart with those things, it only leaves me more miserable. And God is calling out to us and he's saying, I am the only one who can satisfy you. I am the only one who can fill you. All of our sins are rooted in this mistake. All of our sins are rooted in the mistake that we are seeking more and we're trying to fill that more with the material world, with the world, with sin. And when I do that, I'm left empty. I'm not filling myself. I'm just ruining myself. I'm making myself more miserable. Only Jesus can fill us. Only Jesus can satisfy us. That's why we come to Mass. We come to Mass so that we can be filled by God. That's why you're here. That's why I come here. I'm blessed that every single day I get to receive the Eucharist, and you can have that opportunity too, because there's literally Mass every single day. But I am blessed, I'm grateful that every single day I can receive the Eucharist. And I love that I can receive the Eucharist every single day because nothing fills me the way that Jesus fills me. Nothing satisfies me the way that Jesus satisfies me. And until we experience that, until we encounter that, we will be completely miserable in this life. So how? How do you do that? Just come to Him. Just be with Him. Sit with Him. Come to Mass. Receive Him. Listen to Him. That's what the Lord wants for us. That's what he desires for us. What's so interesting about this gospel is at the end, the rich man is literally in a place like hell. okay? Because hell is for people that are living for themselves. Hell is for people that are living life just for themselves, just for the pleasure of this world. Now, if you paid attention to the gospel, it didn't say anything about this man's sin. It just said that he was rich, he weared fine linens, and he feasted sumptuously. It didn't say that he killed anyone. It didn't say that he stole anything. Because that kills me when people come to confession and they say, Abuna, I did this, this, and this. But Abuna, I didn't steal. I didn't kill anyone. I say, Alhamdulillah, thank God, right? You didn't kill anybody. <laughs> and it kills me because we've equated hell We've made hell equal just to murderers, rapists, bad, evil people. Father, I'm a good person. I'm a good person, so I'm good. I'm all set. This man seemed like a good man in the gospel. All it said was he was rich. But where did he go? To hell. Because he lived his life for himself. He lived his life seeking himself. Even to the point that when he was in hell, he was still thinking about himself. What does he say? He says, Father Abraham, send Lazarus to dip his finger in water and to dip that into my tongue. Even in hell, he was thinking about himself. And thinking about pleasing himself. That's what hell is filled with. People who just seek pleasure in themselves. Now, to go further in the gospel... At the end, he says, well, go warn my brothers. If you can't save me, if I'm here and I'm stuck, go warn my brothers. I have five brothers and I want you to warn them so that they don't end up here. How many warnings does God need to give us in order for us to wake up? COVID was a warning. That was a warning from God to wake up. I remember just a couple years ago, 
there was that condo complex that collapsed in Florida and a bunch of people died. When I saw that, I was like, that's a warning from God. Look at what happened this week if you paid attention to Hawaii, the fires that happened. I want you to look at the pictures of before and after. It literally looks like a movie about the end of the world. What happened in Hawaii is a warning. I just heard the most horrible news today of a Chaldean couple last night that got into an accident. Young Chaldean couple. The mother died. Okay? And the father and his two-year-old son are in critical condition. My brothers and sisters, that's a warning. When are we going to wake up? When are we going to smell the coffee and say, I need Jesus? When am I going to realize that the only thing that will satisfy me, the only thing that will fill me is Jesus? We come to this Mass because we need to be filled with Him. We need to be satisfied by Him and only Him. And so I need to stop, myself including, I need to stop filling myself with the world, filling myself with sin, and recognize that only He can fill me. Only He can satisfy me. And I pray that in this Mass, I would wake up, you would wake up to recognize that reality and recognize that truth. I want to pray in this Mass for that family, for that mother who passed. I heard that she was also pregnant for her and her child and for that father and his son that God would heal them and bring them back to full life. My brothers and sisters, God is constantly warning us. And he doesn't want us to come to him out of fear. He wants us to come to him out of love. He loves us. He wants us to love him back. So let's allow him in this Mass, in the Eucharist, to fill us and to love us in our misery, to love us in our sin, to love us in our brokenness, and to say, Jesus, today is the day that I will make you my everything, that I will allow you to fill me so that I can truly say that only you can satisfy me. Amen.